0: Ra Ra Sis bumba, Welcome to the Connect Two podcast. Boy, you're very energized. Episode three, episode three, season three, episode 11. 11. Ah, I knew it. Episode 11. I am right. Jeff Cullen. I'm Mark Hughes. Low energy guy today. He's a low energy guy. Yeah. Oh,
1: geez. Just That's why we're on. talking in slow
0: Mind mo, you, the slow. weather is nice, although the polar vortex is coming. So it's going to be freaking cold. Okay. Is that
1: like, uh, is that, that'll take us to like, can't, uh, the wizard not the wizard of Oz to Oz <laughs> yeah
0: everything will turn colorful take us to somewhere ah oh, that'll be the thing I learned good <laughs> okay so if you're new
1: to the channel rate review subscribe check us out we have a Facebook page which is fairly um well-populated well well-populated.
0: populated well populated nice with stuff is it well attended though like, do people, well there's we definitely people
1: that uh, comment on it nice. and uh, yeah and, and now I thought
0: you it. said we got an email you got an email but it was talk- addressed to me but you got it or yeah I yeah. really it talked about was what about it, was about
1: about. To, it was about how to how to monetize in your podcast
0: ah uh, okay yeah. so I all, get a lot first of strike
1: like is that. when it's uh addressed to to me emailed to me but addressed to Jeff right kind of like
0: it's, that's a mistake
1: it's the wrong guy I have um, a, uh, when I was back as an engineer, I had a competitor whose r- number one rule is never spell the client's name wrong.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely. It's like
1: absolute, it's an absolute, and I actually think it's kind of a truism. Yep. Never spell the client's name. Wrong. It's like you, you're just absolutely starting off in the wrong place. Yep.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Before
1: they hear anything of substance. Yep. So, um. Dear
0: Jim. G-Y-M.
1: <laughs> oh, I got something. <laughs> I don't think that's right. Um, I have a uh, coffee today. Uh, I have one too. Look at that. We have two coffees. And today's You're coffee. is are going to tell us about it. Is from Rogue, Rogue One. Rogue One coffee? (laughs) No, it's just Rogue Wave. That's awesome. (laughs) That's a Star Wars coffee. No, this is a Brazil yellow bourbon. It uh, should have flavors of peach, caramel, lemon, milk, chocolate, and pecan, which which would make a really awful pie. But anyway.
0: Yeah,
1: it's pretty good. But makes for a very good coffee. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have any dad jokes?
0: Yeah. Okay. Hang on. Uh Uh-oh. This week, we're just going to read some off the web. So these are uh, one-liner dad jokes, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I once wrote a song about a tortilla, but it was more of a rap.
1: (laughs) I'm afraid for the calendar, its days are numbered.
0: (laughs) If you witness a crime at at an Apple store, are you an eyewitness? (laughs) Ah, my wife
1: said I should do lunges to stay in shape. That would be a big step forward.
0: There you go. Keep the dream alive and hit the snooze button.
1: And what do you call a fish wearing a bow tie? So fish <laughs> What do
0: you call a man who tells dad jokes but has no children? <laughs> a faux pas. Oh, there you
1: go. All right. <laughs> What'd you learn this
0: week? Uh, I can never remember. I learned being an information junkie, but let's talk about the polar vortex. And I'm going to screw this up because okay. I didn't remember all of the details, but so I just read this morning that we are looking at a, a polar vortex will hit the East of Canada and it's going to have implications, um, throughout the country pretty quickly in the next 10 days. Uh, and I had seen a news story that the polar vortex was going to be particularly bad this year. So we're expecting a cold and, and deep winter. The polar vortex, if I understood correctly, is actually part of uh, the climate change uh, phenomenon in that we have all of this cold air. It was a kind of a cool graphic. So we have all this cold air that sits over the over the, the uh, n- northern um part of the planet, right? Mm-hmm. And with the Gulf Stream and all sorts of other wind, you know, currents, you've got sort of warmer air that generally keeps this vortex contained, but when there are climatic things happening, like for instance, we're having, was it La Nina, I think mm-hmm. we're heading into, the the cold air kind of escapes, if you will, and the way the graphic looked, it was kind of like, almost like chocolate on a fudge, uh, uh, chocolate on, a, on an ice cream sundae, you know, where. It starts at the top and then it, it kind melting. of sort of leaks down the sides. So basically the polar vortex, when the forces that usually keep that cold air contained are weakened, the cold air kind of spills out over regions of Canada and even out into the United States. So it was really hot in Montreal last week because a friend of mine did a marathon. And in fact, he he posted on Facebook, they, they had put a like a heat warning this is like in late September. Wow. And I understood from what I read this morning that it might go down to minus 20. So they'll they'll be going from like almost 30 degrees last week to minus 20 by the end of this week sometime. So that is a sharp decline. Sharp decline. So the polar vortex, because some people mischaracterize it as, see, we don't have to worry about global warming because, look, it gets colder in the winter. But it's actually... A, a symptom of it as as something like, like the Gulf Stream and some of those um, climatic conditions get disrupted, the cold air, you know, leaks out. So eventually, I presume, once all of that ice melts, then it'll just be hot all the time. Cool. No more polar vortex.
1: <laughs> I have to say that... Hey, happy what news. I learned it's <laughs> got absolutely nothing to do with the way you're done. <laughs> So it's kind of cool. I'm kind of uh, uh, real-time fact-checking what you're saying. Totally correct. Um, the, uh, so what I... Um, well, I don't know. I, I obs- it's an obser- observation. So I, I've been really re- listening to a lot of audiobooks. Audiobooks. And um, there is... A, so I, I'm super impressed with some of these... Uh, narrators who do the audiobooks
0: Mm -hmm. sometimes they're famous people right yeah yeah Yeah.
1: and uh, um, but what i'm really impressed with is often how well they pronounce certain um uh certain not super obvious things like in the expanse there were all these people with unusual names and unusual and right and regardless of if this guy was getting it right or not he sound he you know he talked with authority and the thing the thing that always kind of struck me occasionally would be there was these words that he would say then i'm going like that's not how that word's pronounced. And it would just stick out like an absolute sore thumb. So, um, I mean, in the expanse, um, they have these crash couches that they go into when they're when they're flying. Oh yeah, they have like dail in them and all that stuff, and these sit on gimbals. Gimbals, yep. G i m b a l. Yeah, yeah yes.
0: it's a aer- aeronautical thing, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. So, uh, but the narrator. And it says through every single book in the in the expanse. In expanse uh, uses the word gymbo. Jimble? Like G Y? That does
0: not sound right. No,
1: it does not sound
0: right. <laughs> Where's the jimble? And I have to
1: say that The Jumble? No, of, the Jimble. Of nine novels and like six novellas, it's the only word that really you that got sticks wrong. out and it, it's, it's not really interesting. sticks out
0: i think they would have corrected him but maybe they're like screw it first book let stay consistent
1: well you know what's interesting you know? is i really also noticed that they clearly would record it and then there was times they would go in and they'd edit it because you would hear these sections where he's talking and then all of a sudden there's his voice has changed the volume of his voice oh has changed. really
0: that seems unprofessional and it
1: sounds a little bit different and then it goes back so it's like they've inserted a word they've, uh, uh, and they've inserted a section or a segment or right uh, where he, they had to fix something <laughs>
0: interesting
1: maybe there was a technical error or whatever but yeah. uh, i noticed it particularly with the novellas yeah, uh, I did not notice it with the uh, with the uh, the main novels. So. so you
0: know, it would really be funny, would especially. I guess you could maybe do this with AI. It would be great if you could get like classic novels read by like uh, like Elmer Fudd. Be very very quiet. <laughs> it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Uh... <laughs> well, and in fact, the interesting the thing I found that would be fine. I'd pay for that. Shakespeare, Henry the Fifth, read by Daffy Duck, Bugs Bunny, Scooby, uh, uh, Shaggy from Scooby Doo, <laughs> like hey gang. <laughs> well, the thing I found
1: really interesting with, um, oh, I'm trying uh, was I, I listened to, um, what was it called, uh, The Midnight Garden. Oh, Midnight with, Garden. Uh, with, um, with, uh, uh she's, uh, Carrie, Carrie Moll, oh, I'm trying to figure Carrie out. Carrie Ann Moss? It. No, it's a Mo- Mulligan Mul- Mul-, 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 Mul Mul Yeah, I gotta, I got I'll look it up and okay. I will put it on the.
0: The Midnight Garden, not the Garden of Good and Evil.
1: No, it's the Midnight Garden. And of course I'm looking at and the And it's
0: in the Midnight Garden was a kid show. A very yeah. weird one.
1: So this is something else. So, this was, uh, yeah, and sh- Carrie Mulligan. Okay. Uh, and I'm sure I've heard her before. Man, I, I, she is super good at, like, with the good narrators, you get just a slight variance. There'll be a, a phrasing or a slight accent right. that they'll have for the different characters so you can tell. Sure. And it was just so good. But she also had some word, and I can't remember what the word was, that she pronounced totally weird. And, uh,. But man, she was she was captivating. I was trying. to Interesting.
0: Uh, uh, I wonder. Uh, so if let's because I know like Will uh, Will Wheaton's done a bunch. There's there's some pretty big names. Yeah. Well,
1: I'm right now. I'm looking uh, for a new sci-fi book to listen to on Audible. So, so I
0: wonder if that would fall. If you have under, a recommendation,
1: if somebody listening has a recommendation, I yeah. would be interested.
0: Would Would they? If you're a if you're an actor and you do voiceover books, does that fall under, like the. Uh, sag like could you be doing that now or would that be a would that be a workaround i wonder well that is because a- you're not really acting you're just reading i well, suppose you're putting some inflection into it well the yeah, i uh the
1: expanse was uh, was done by this guy named jefferson mays who uh i think he's act he's also an actor but i think more of a stage actor so right but uh yeah and uh
0: anyway it's, interesting. All,
1: it's all kind of interesting. Um, the other thing That'd I learned... that be a good gig if you can get it. The other thing I learned is super weird. Okay. So you're familiar with CAPTCHA. CAPTCHA, right? yes. So CAPTCHA is this thing. It is...
0: Uh, I Maybe I've learned this too. I was just talking to a guy about this, but I, I want to hear what, what you've learned.
1: So it is a, a way to challenge people to make sure that it is... Uh, that that you're really right. You're really
0: uh, who you are. Who you are, or a human, yeah. not not a bot.
1: So and it has some name, uh, some description. It's like uh, anyway, it, it, you've seen it before. So initially, it was you had to you had to write out a word. Yeah, that was kind it, of all, it was
0: distorted. Yeah. And, right.
1: So it turns out uh, computers got kind of good at figuring that out. Mm. So they had to move it to the picture thing. Yes. And the picture thing, you know, how many hydrants, how many bikes, whatever. Turns out it was really good for training computers on how to find those things in those pictures. So now those aren't particularly good anymore. Right. So there's this new thing called reCAPTCHA, right? And if you look at it, it is basically just a box and it says, I'm not a robot. And you're supposed to check it. You're going like, how is this actually helping well it turns out (laughs) that Uh,
0: robots can't lie
1: no it's gotten it's gotten even better because there is no problem with a robot or an ai checking the i am not a robot thing right like they'll check it no problem but uh and and sometimes what they'll so what they've discovered Is that when you or I go to check that box, we have kind of a random way of getting there.
0: Yeah. Okay. This is a, what this friend of ours was saying. Even with the pictures it's that a, it's it that a, and, yeah, the movement.
1: So, so it it tracks the movement, and robots are very good at doing a straight line from yeah. wherever they are to the the spot. Right. And uh, and no human ever does that. Yeah. They'll go all over the yeah, place. Yeah. Certainly then, not a.
0: Yeah. Well, first of all, it's like where's my where's my reticle? Oh, there it is up there. Right. Yeah. yeah exactly.
1: Like, and then a the little uh, shake. And that, and and if they're not sure, if the computer's not sure when you do that, then you'll get the picture challenge, and it does the same thing. So again, it's not looking for; it is at one level it, that you pick the right number of fire hydrants or right. bicycles or whatever. But it's looking at, but how it's you actually move. looking at how you move <laughs> to get there because computers are too direct. Right until and, someone
0: writes an algorithm.
1: To how to randomize? Give it the, the shaky
0: human. Yeah. Anyway, I'm so, distracted by so too how much that, coffee and I'm that, ticked.
1: And we've, we've gone from I'm not a robot to read this word to pick out these photos yeah. to back to I'm not a robot.
0: Isn't that interesting? And it's
1: called recapture.
0: Recapture. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Um You wanted to talk about music. Yeah. So today's today's topic,
1: today's uh substantive is uh, is music. So I went to a, so, so, so a couple of specific things. What kind of music do you listen to currently? How do you listen to it? And how do you find new music that's relevant to you? So I went to the Dave Matthews band, um, performance at the gorge at the end of August. Mm -hmm. And it was really cool. We met, um, met a bunch of people there who, including this one guy who's an actor and who's a He's a, a stand-in actor. Um, and so so he was currently out of work because of the strike. <laughs> right. So we'll go back to things I learned because I learned okay. that this is super cool. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. So do you know what a stand-in
0: is? No. Well, I, I have a, an idea. So tell me what you think it is. Well, I would think when they are doing a scene with like a star and, and a not-so-famous person, they might have the the star gets temporarily replaced with a, a less cl- talent. You're close, right.
1: but it's not for the reason that, that, that you might think. So, stars are very expensive. Right. So, when you are doing a TV show, Yeah. and uh, this guy was, uh, was doing a TV show and had been doing it for the f- past five years. His job was, as a, a stand in. So, his job is to stand in the place the actor is going to stand when they're delivering their lines and just say nothing. He stands there for the duration of the uh, technical setup for lighting and blocking Okay, and so setting yeah. up. Sure. And he just stands there. So there's a whole bunch of people and they all stand. They don't say anything to one another. They're not acting, they're not reading the lines. And then they will move to the next spot. So they have uh, marks on the yeah, floor yeah, where they yeah. need to go, yeah. and and it's for blocking. And and, they, and what's really interesting is, I heard over the weekend that um, so my wife listened to um, what's that uh, Jason Bateman podcast? Shameless? Shameless? Uh, Smartless. Smartless. And um, apparently, William Defoe was recently interviewed on one of the Smartless things. And he always does his own standing. Oh. So, so William Defoe will always stand with all these other people who are made just to stand. stand. So, why, why, does, so I always why think, does William Defoe always see, do See, I always think. his shtick? When he, when I, when uh, this guy, his name is Tyler Schnabel, he, uh he was telling us that he was standing and I, and I was kind of confusing that with an understudy yes right? right which is like in plays you'll have an understudy of somebody who knows yeah. all your lines and can step in if you're unavailable for whatever reason right but you can't really do that with TV or people go like who is this person
0: except except back,
1: for back but soap operas we operator. were
0: saying back in the day just on the weekend when they used to
1: Dr. Kincaid will be portrayed <laughs> in this, this day, today's episode by blah 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 yeah yeah
0: because the regular guy got a movie deal <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. But
0: he'll be back. He's not that good.
1: Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> but this same guy, he he had spent, because he's been off, he's actually, um, because of the strike. Right. He's been going, and he's a bit of a music junkie. He's been going to all these concerts. Okay. And. Uh, I think you can
0: see he just goes and stands random places now, standing at the bank.
1: Oh, it was super cool. So Excuse
0: me. Can I help you? Nope. We, we just this, standing here. We met
1: this group. They were all hanging out together, and. Uh, um, they had all been to one of these, there was this young woman, her name was Jennifer. She's, she was a physiotherapist or an OT. I can't remember which one. And she, uh, she had been to like 18 Dave Matthews bands. Wow. Like three years or something. It's some crazy number. And this, uh, Tyler had been, um, he'd actually done up like a, like a, like a, a, a sheet like a festival sheet like oh yeah with all yeah, the yeah, bands yeah, and yeah. it's all the bands that he'd seen this year oh right and uh so we said so what do you recommend what uh, what music do you recommend and he says well if you like dave matthews i highly recommend this band called goose which uh which i i have listened to uh and i listened to it for a fair bit when we were in the u.s and um uh, great uh, road trip music no oh, like, nice just uh, just got quite the vibes goose
0: so. okay goose
1: cool. um but um yeah how do you like I have uh, my wife and son are crazy about Spotify they listen to yeah, Spotify I'm... and you know, Spotify, especially for my wife, keeps randomizing and giving her, feeding her stuff that she's not necessarily picked. Right. So she'll say she wants this album by so-and-so and all of a sudden other bands. It, it'll don't.
0: just propose stuff. You know, it just occurs to me, like, as much of a music person as I am, I really have not been listening to that much music lately. And do really? a lot more YouTube stuff, a lot more information, a lot more people reading stories. Um, so I, I mostly listen to... Like old stuff that I, you know, that I like, mm-hmm. um, my kids do drag us into new music, you know, exposure to that. Thank goodness. But yeah, I really haven't made as much of an effort, um, as of late because mm-hmm. uh, for some reason I find music as much, I love it, but I've tried to work with music. is more distracting to me than having just some news thing or oh, really. Yeah. Oh, I would have trouble with this. I nice might have thing. to, uh, I might have to try again because we just got Spotify, um, premium, because my wife, we're gonna use that for the uh, DJ, like when the bands aren't playing at her party, we're just gonna do a, a, a playlist off of Spotify premium. So I have it, but I just I don't, I don't spend a lot of time listening to music. Oh, well, my weird. wife,
1: my wife totally does. She's into a band called uh, Sleep Token. And she's a little obsessed. Um, and um, and my son, man, does he ever consume a lot of music? Like, he mm, really cool. consumes a ton of music. Um, I can't say that I really enjoy any of it. Um, it's a little bit of this, uh, what do they call it, emo rap?
0: Like, okay.
1: Like, uh, he likes little peep and... Uh, I don't know, juice world the half the pro part, part of the problem with Ah, Juice with him, World I've
0: heard of. See. there's
1: all these uh, these uh, the problem with a lot of the artists that doing the email they keep dying.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Because Isaac will say, Yeah, here's it and I'm like, This is pretty good stuff. Yeah, he died. Oh, jeez, what
1: so so uh so for me, I mean there's different platforms. There's Spotify, my wife likes YouTube music, so she Pays for a subscription. No, music. Okay, music. Yeah, Quite likes that because um, she likes the suggestions that are put forward by YouTube Music. Right. I like Apple because what well, I bought all kinds of music from Apple. Right. And yeah, kinda, we have a big yeah. I, I, I don't really want to buy twice. No, that's right. And um, although buying music is, seems kind of irrelevant nowadays, right? it like,
0: does because
1: you're really buying you can a ask. service.
0: Yeah. Right, because you, you can just ask it to play whatever, right? If Spotify has a song. Well, th- that's the Or you can do a random radio station, whatever you but want.
1: But there's there's lots of music that's not on, like, some of these platforms. Right. Or they might be on YouTube music and not on Spotify. Yeah. And not on Apple music. Oh, time um,
0: for an aggregator.
1: He, well, well, that's the thing. I think Apple spent a whole bunch of money to get... Uh, it's not beats by Dr. Dre, but it's I think it's somehow related to Dr. Dre. Okay. Um, to 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 basically plan and chart. It used to be this thing you could get with Apple Music. They would go to different um, uh, celebrities and yes. get playlists from those celebrities. Right. I really enjoyed those because they give yeah. you a bit of insight into what they're listening to. they're listening to. to yeah. um, and and a little bit of their personality too. You get a bit of a sense of their personality. Sure. Whereas, uh, whereas, you know, if you just hear them interviewed,
0: you don't really get, yeah, you get that's a, true. you get a put on personality. Right? That's right. If only there was some medium where it was, a, like a, like a solid disc, you could admit, perhaps it would rotate. That, that would be cool. <laughs> You'd have to buy the music. <laughs> yes. And it would come in a, uh, there'd be like artwork on it. <laughs> that'd be awesome. And then you get insight into the artist more. We should get into that. We should look into that. And perhaps it'd that it would be something that could put notes inside the the packaging. Maybe maybe lyric. It would come plastic wrapped. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know what would be good to store that? Those old milk crates. That would be that would be useful. Man, I think I'm onto something here. I think so. <laughs> Never heard of it before. <laughs> Do you ever the worst format like we're old, right? So I mean, we we I had records 45s you know but i never had an eight track player because didn't have a car but i remember the eight track oh, player eight
1: tracks were right? weird
0: but yeah because if they had to cut the song halfway through like it had no aesthetic or concern right yeah like, like it'd be like Hey, this is pretty good. And click, the song is over. And you're like, yeah, I got to turn around to hear the rest of the song is on the other side. And yeah, so, like, so, it must have come in like a standard length of tape. Oh, I think and so. And if it didn't fit, well, we'll just put it on the other side. So,
1: 8-Track <laughs> was really weird. So, you get these cassettes that were bigger, they were like um, not quite the size of a uh, uh, VHS tape. No, but... They were maybe, maybe three quarters a, yeah, the size or yeah, something. Yeah, I was going to say two was, thirds. Yeah. So there is nothing for you to, to manage on the tape itself. That's right. In, in fact, you had no access to the tape. Exactly. You stick it into a, a deck, which was usually in cars. Most people had eight tracks in their cars. Yep. And it would you had four tracks that you could... Any of the four tracks you could listen to... As you were going. So if you didn't like the song that was on, you could switch. Yep. There was like four separate tracks. So I think it's eight tracks because I think each track had stereo.
0: Right, right. right.
1: So a total of eight tracks. Yep. And you'd play it until you got to the end, and then you'd either have to reverse it or it would auto-reverse. Some of them would auto-reverse. And, uh, but yeah, if you had a song that crossed at that spot, you would hear a big click, 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 and then it would switch. Yeah. So there was no mixing or anything like that.
0: It's like putting half the song on one side of the record and And half on the other.
1: And 8-track was very different from like cassette tapes because cassette tapes are quite a bit smaller. Oh, yes. And uh, cassette tapes, often you could record your own, although you could definitely get... Uh, pre-recorded cassettes and in fact it was a very common way for bands that were trying to get their product out they would go make their own that's right
0: tapes. until they started making their own cds yeah so, but yeah no, it's interesting cds, Let's see, all the that's CDs gone. was the 90s i know right? and uh eight tracks
1: whereas uh, like 70s, the 70s and, and then yeah. the
0: cassette. Was, was late seventies through the eighties, yeah. Into the nineties. And yeah,
1: vinyl, which has been kind of around the whole time. If you ever, right. have you ever seen the, some of these YouTube videos on how they make vinyl? It's quite
0: cool. It is cool. Yeah. Well some people still swear that I just saw oh, who is it? Oh, Jimmy Page. Uh, just saw a thing on, on Facebook him being quoted. He, he doesn't uh, like he laments what we've lost with digital music. So he still listens to vinyl and, you know, feels that there's more dynamic range. And, and well, I believe uh,
1: technically there is more, di- significantly yeah. more dynamic range. So, um, and there's a huge difference in dynamic range even between uh, CDs and um, streamed audio. Streamed audio is quite, quite truncated yes um there are certain formats they have like i think apple has a thing called lossless which is actually trying to improve the dynamic range right but uh, cds are pretty good they were definitely better than um uh, they probably should have been they mm. built a standard that had a much bigger range right than, than really you would have expected at the time yeah um although uh, my understanding is um analog, like vinyl. So if you are old enough to have vinyl, so the vinyl you, you would remember would always have like clicks and pops and all that stuff, but that is a function of how good your turntable is, right? how good your cartridge is and how it's aligned and set up and how clean your disc is.
0: Well, so when I was in uni- my undergrad, I had a, we had a classmate who was an audiophile. And I remember going to his place and he must have spent, he was a bit of an older, like more mature student. He had been in his mid twenties, right? The rest of us were all in our early twenties and he must have spent like 15 grand, like in 1986, you know, on this stereo system, this thing was amazing. And I remember him putting on a record and you would have sworn that, uh, it was like an acoustic and, and vocal. It sounded like that the person was in the room. Right. But he had like, you know, eight speakers and this turntable was completely like, it was, uh, not quite anti-gravity, but almost right. Like the thing. So that quality of, of equipment, you know, and then huge amplifiers and, and with a record that, like he said, well, he always bought two, you know, one that he would play and one that he would never play, (laughs) uh, was amazing. Right. But most of us didn't have that. You had this shitty record player that, well, I. In the, in <laughs> and then your record be like, mm, a little scratchy, but that's okay. We'll just bang on the table and it'll skip over the jump and carry on.
1: Well, and uh, in the <laughs> 90s, I bought an audiophile turntable. So I still have it. Oh, yeah. And it's called a revolver turntable and it's okay. made of rosewood and it's red. Yeah. Oh, it's nice. Pretty fancy. And uh, yeah, I mean, you play. It. But I never get around to playing. Yeah. Like, and I, then, have, I have this know, huge CD collection. You get the
0: needles. Also high-end. Oh, yeah. The yeah. whole thing so, is, and yeah. it's
1: weighted. And, right.
0: Uh, so we've yeah, become yeah. slaves to. Now, the good side, if you are a big fan of music, like we were just saying, you can have something like Spotify, and it curates these amazing yeah, lists, I, it, and you're like, wow, this is really this good. Is I've never good. heard this before. So, you know, there's always a plus and a... And a, and a yeah, I and like it. and
1: it, you don't have to go um, buy the record before you can hear you can hear it before it. Yep. And you don't have to sit there on the radio waiting for your song to come on to press pop, record <laughs> and try to record.
0: That's what people used right. to do. I know uh, the linear linear radio. I guess. Or people would, would make yeah. mixtapes for each other. Yeah, that was a big thing. right? Well, that was a really I made big mixtape
1: for this girl I like. Yeah. It. Well, I did that for my wife. There you go. Wow. And. Uh, yeah, and uh, there's something we've lost with that. Now with computers doing all the mixtapes, or the equivalent of a mixtape for you, yeah, kind of lost something. There's kind of like, again, doing a mixtape gives you a bit of a sense of that person's personality, right. what kind of things they like, sure.
0: and what they're into. So this maybe oh. answers the question, because sometimes I, I, I think, what the hell did we do at all of our time before we had YouTube and streaming, Right. And now I realize there's just a lot of stuff that people used to do that we don't do anymore. Because well, t- if you made a t- mixtape, t- it took a long time. It took time. a long time. <laughs> so all of that's fallen off by the wayside. And we're just, you know, consuming endless like TikTok. You know, like what did people do before TikTok? they probably did reading, thinking, read magazines, read yeah. newspapers, yeah. um, getting talk dumber. to people. Oh my God. Imagine that. Go socialize. Yeah. Let's go for coffee. Now nah, I'm going to watch some TikTok instead.
1: <laughs> well, this is the thing. I think there is a, feeling
0: a little lonely and perhaps a bit insane.
1: Well, I noticed this towards the end of my working, my regular day job working career was, um, um, people were reluctant to get on the phone. They they wanted to basically go and uh, go to a website, click things, and have things presented. They didn't actually want to interact with. Isn't that amazing? I
0: love people. working the phones. Yeah. What I'm doing now, my biggest challenge is finding time to do it. It's a whole other challenge. But I picking up the phone and phoning people, it's awesome, mm-hmm. right? And, and I people, used to... Uh, a lot of people do not like that. That is cold calls, right? I got it. Yeah. I got to hey. tell you, the best... <laughs> this is pre-internet time, okay? Um, we had, so I think... 1944? Yeah, yeah. I might have been at Williams, or the internet had just come on. on. Sorry. We might have been at Williams Engineering, and we had a project where um, there was some old piece of equipment. I think it was a gen set, generator set. And we needed to do something to this thing, and this thing was like really old. It was a brand that didn't even exist anymore. And I don't remember how I did it, but through a series of phone calls and and talking, you know, starting with some vendors and just asking, and somebody connected me to some guy who had worked for the company at this in the states somewhere. And he's like, oh, I might have a technical book for that under my stairs, whatever, right? Give me your number. And the guy called me back. And sure enough, he had like an old copy of the, the, the spec for this piece of equipment that's like 50 years old. And we were able to get the information. It took me about a half a day, which is actually pretty fast if you think about it, with no internet to find this piece of information. And I was like, that was a lot of fun. Well, that honestly, <laughs> that,
1: uh, that's kind of typical of doing research nowadays. Right, because like um like I remember in the mid-90s, I was trying to figure out how I mean this was a technical thing, I was doing accident reconstruction. I wanted to figure out how you could figure out the speed of a collision based upon the damage to a vehicle. And uh so I did a bunch of research research. I went to the UV went to Cameron Library, found all these papers from SAE from like yeah, the early yeah. 70s and 80s and um, had to decipher the math that was in them. And, um, and, you know, it took a long time, and oh, a lot of effort.
0: Absolutely. And now
1: you just basically search stuff online. And well, and it's interesting because, so I have this camper, I mean, we're kind of on a This got nothing to do with music, but, uh, I got a camper and I have to winterize it. Right. So there's certain things YouTube is really good for. It's kind of procedural stuff.
0: There is amazing Amazing amount of people making videos about how to fix this or the other thing. So in fact,
1: the manufacturer I have, which is Northern Light, they have videos on how to winterize, but they, they miss the point. Oh, like, so first of all, they don't do all the steps. They do most of the steps. (laughs)
0: which is great they have three different
1: versions of of uh camper they only do winterization for two of them and said for the third one just look at this other one even though it's not exactly the same and when they do the video i mean there's a detailed explanation but the guy is pointing to a camper that has already been winterized and he doesn't actually do it i'm going like you know you are the manufacturer it would be trivial for you to actually do the winterization and show it yeah and um because because the instructions are mostly there and i figured right. it out and i got mine to work <coughs> but there's always something different when you're trying to trying to actually screw on the part and you go yeah. oh you need one of these or you need one of those and um anyway but but so like with, um, with physical things that are proceduralized, it's always really good to have a video that shows what's going on with computer stuff. I hate videos of watching somebody do things on a computer. I want, I want to know, go here, go here, go here, go here. And, and yeah. make sure it's like, I'll, yeah. because, because I'll go faster or slower depending on what I'm doing. And then I don't want to sit there and try to pause the video all the time because I'm at the next step. Yeah, so, absolutely. But anyway. Um, so back to music. So how did you, as a kid, discover music? Like, what, if there was oh, a new band man. that you were listening to, or you, or you, you know, how did you learn about new
0: bands? Well, it was a whole different world, right? Because, like, Is it? Uh, well, I think so. I don't think there was nearly as many bands back in the day. Mm. As there are now, I think there was. There was no channels for people to like. If you don't, if you didn't sign with an album, like a like a label, you were nowhere, right? you There was no. I'm making well, my you, own record. Well, you you'd, you'd right? go play like some community hall and you do your yeah. own gigs. So we still probably that. learned still a lot through. Yeah, but we didn't do that. You know, we learned mostly mainstream. Like, I remember getting introduced to Elvis by my dad when Elvis died. Mm-hmm. We bought, like, uh, you know, <laughs> it was a television offer. You could get, like, eight albums, right? Columbia House. Yeah, well, this was more KTEL or, anyway, we had eight Elvis albums. And I was like, wow. And then my cousin, who's a couple of years older than I am, had uh, uh, 45 of the Beatles, went over to her house, listened to the Beatles. And I'm like, who are these guys? And she's like, it's the Beatles, you know? Like, they're not together anymore, but, and then my older cousins had you know a lot of albums, and so you just kind of by osmosis. And I remember somebody had Kiss Alive, and then we were like, "Holy shit, this is good stuff!" And then I don't know, it was just whatever people were listening to. There'd be radio stuff, like getting into you know, uh, Def Leppard and Rush, and just those kind of bands. So, what would you say is the genre of music that you mostly listen to? <sighs> probably classic rock classic rock classic rock yeah nothing current you know it's funny when I I would say it was current about 15 years ago I used to work out at the gym uh, downtown and they had much music which I think was still around and I yeah. picked up a lot of, of new music just by osmosis but you don't I, I don't have access to that. Like I go to the gym now and they, they just, they play classic rock. Right. Or they, um, or they play like dance. So music, I'm just yeah. kind of lazy in that I don't pursue a lot of new stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, unless it sort of happens to just present itself and then I'll be like, Hey, this is pretty good. But yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, as much as I'm into music and, and playing music, I don't really pursue a lot of new music. My kids like Victor's and all kinds of Celtic stuff that through YouTube and really yeah. And they'll sit down and they'll be like, here, listen to that. And then Isaac is, ah, there's a guy who is uh, I can't remember his name now, but Luna, I think, right. Lots. And some of it's really good, but I don't spend that much time just listening to music as I did when I was younger. Well, it's funny. Cause I'm realizing you're,
1: a, you're, a, you're, a, you're, a, you're a player. You're yeah. I'm like, music. what the
0: hell am I doing? <laughs>
1: so for me, I mean, I've been more l- stress. Now I gotta add music to everything else. Well, I, I like listening to a lot of alternative music. right. I've always have. Yes. And so like um, like lately, I've been listening to the national, Holly Humberston who See, this is great. Um, um, goose actually quite like goose, especially the album dripfield. That's pretty good. Um what else did I listen to? Uh, Hollow Coves, I was listening to, Band of Horses.
0: Yeah, see this um, is, is
1: totally Phoebe Bridgers is is, is kind of like some more singer songwriter. Yep. And then Dave Matthews. Right. Um Yeah. Uh and I try and listen to all kinds of stuff. Uh Chet uh Chet Faker? Chet Baker. Faker. Oh, Chet Faker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's really good. Um he okay. has
0: got nothing to do with uh with with, with Chet legend, Baker. legendary jazz trumpetist Chet Baker. Chet Faker. Whose life was a tragic tragic story. Yeah. Not not the same guy. Not the same guy. My funny Valentine. Anyway, he's Man, pretty this good. This is depressing.
1: <laughs> what's the, what's
0: depressing? Oh, the funny valentine. Yeah, by Chet okay. Baker. Yeah, we yeah. saw a play about him at the Citadel years ago really good place see that's something else I think man there's all of this theater that uh, would be cool in fact my kid is uh, the the high school they're going to see the importance of being earnest today mm-hmm. as a uh, field trip and I'm like yeah once the last time we saw a play I'm, very, I'm getting very depressed <laughs> well, I saw a play at I the, keep asking like well, what would you do if you retired engine. I guess I would do all this stuff Would you? No. (laughs) Maybe. Got to do something. Yeah. Got to do something. I'm never going to. I don't. We're never going to retire. We don't have the cash, man. I'm going to be working until I'm 80. Never say
1: never. Yeah. I thought I was on the Freedom 75 plan. I tell you. People have to die. (laughs) Opportune time. Yeah. Or get
0: Bitcoin or something. Bitcoin. They had to dig up and then somebody just discover some gold coins from the Roman era or they're not gold, but they're like in their yard. This is in the UK. Wouldn't happen here. And are worth like phenomenal money. And it's like, how the hell did that happen? It's just been sitting underground for two, you know, 2,500 years. Yeah. Of course, because the Roman, you know, there was a lot of Roman settlements in, in, Britannia. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think it was their kid digging some in the yard. And they're like, look what I found. And they're like, oh, these look interesting. You know, have them appraised. And they're worth like, you know. Mint. They're yeah. They're worth a ton of Yeah. Money. Yeah, I it's think like, I, I. Wow. I
1: so you get most of your news. You used to get it from Twitter.
0: Yeah, I've been off Twitter now. And I feel so or much X. better with my life did I tell you about this? I logged back into my Twitter account because I have it on here. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like somebody will reference something on Facebook. And if you hit the link, you can go to that story. Right. But right. I used to have like a, my own feed and I logged back in. Remember what my password was? Like 15 minutes. I'm like, I got to get out of here. This is just way too toxic.
1: It is pretty toxic. You know, it's just
0: like, this is sad. Well, I, but,
1: but the flip side of that is
0: if you go to threads,
1: those threads. I have threads. Yeah. Is, uh, is not toxic. Right. But it also doesn't have have the same kind of interesting stuff.
0: Exactly. Like it's kind of like sort. You need right?
1: like something in between. Right. Like Threads is pretty good because it's relatively safe.
0: Yep. There is yeah. an app I found again I never use it, which is uh, it rates news stories on their whether they are predominantly right or left wing. Really. Yeah. I think it's called Ground. Ground news, like, yeah, I got this. Oh, see, I have to re-log in. Anyways, it's neat because it'll take a story and it will, they'll run an analysis and they'll look at several different news outlets that are telling the same story from different perspectives. And it might even give you the two or three different, but it'll say, this take on it is extremely left-wing, this take on it is extremely right-wing. So it gives you a bit of that um curation mm-hmm. right because that's the big challenge if you go we've talked about this if you just go to one source you're not really getting you know a fair and balanced uh
1: view well it's interesting because uh so there's this aggregator called post
0: post okay
1: okay so um and if you listen to scott galloway and caris they they both invested i think oh, yeah. one was on the board and the other was like a media spokesperson for it. Um.
0: Well, I got to tell you this. Speaking of news, so I, in the, in the interest of attempting to be outside of my uh, echo chamber, right? Yeah. So sometimes on like iNews or, I can't remember where I got this thing popped up, but it might've been on Facebook because it was random people. And so it was an editorial about the federal government and, uh, uh, the prime minister clearly written by more of a right wing, you know, and, but it was quite a long piece. And I was like, okay, I'm going to read this thing and I'm, I'm going to try to, be objective. Mm-hmm. Okay. Give it my best shot. The author, and I don't remember who it was, was arguing. I think we talked about this on the weekend that the freedom convoy had been flying Nazi symbols, not because they were in any way sympathetic to extreme right-wing ideology, but as a commentary on an the Canadian government. An ironic
1: thing or something. Uh,
0: you know, overstep. And I was like, man, that's a bridge too far. Like, I just, I don't know if I can accept that that was the, Uh, the idea behind I'm going to put a swastika on this Canadian flag, not because I'm, you know, in any way pro right wing, but it's a, it's a pithy commentary on the, on the federal government and people are going to get it. And I thought, given all of the problems we've had, they've had in the States with right wing ideology and symbology, it would be a stupid move <laughs> if you actually if that was true it's still not a smart move right yeah, exactly so i had a hard time getting through the rest of the guy's arguments um because i just thought this this seems like such a stretch so but you know hey good on me for trying <laughs>
1: well and it's one of one of these things that uh you're kind of like Yeah. Like, like like,
0: really, really, how far,
1: what kind of mental gymnastics are you going to try and accomplish to try and, I mean, this whole thing where they talk about Justin Trudeau being an autocratic dictator who's doing this. I'm going like, he's in charge of a minority government. He's not even in charge. Like he has to work with other people in order to get any kind of consensus. He, he, he is at imminent, imminent, uh, risk of failure at any given moment, because he uh, he does not have a majority. This is true, and, uh, and you're calling him like an autocratic dictatorship. You have no freaking idea what an autocratic right. and, and a dictatorship
0: is. Well, so I heard a thing about Trump, where uh, this is one of the uh, YouTube channels I watch, where they were looking at the crowd, you know, and they said that somebody did some research and it turns out that most of the people that go to these rallies don't even listen to what he says. They tune him out, except when he hits one of these buzz buzzwords or buzz phrases and then everybody cheers. But when he's rambling on about whatever, uh, you know, stuff that doesn't make any sense that you think, how can these people swallow this? Because it's just total, you know, it's total gibberish, right? Well, they found out most of the people in the crowd, not even listening until they hear lock her up or communist really? Really? or sleepy Joe. And then as soon as they hear what they're like Pavlovian in their response, if he says one of these catchphrases, then everybody cheers. Yeah! The rest of it, they're like, it says a lot about where we're at. Right. And I'm sure it's probably partly the same here. Right. If you call Justin Trudeau, a uh, a, a dictator, that resonates with people. Yeah, I'm going to put a bumper sticker on my thing, right? Exactly. F this guy. It's problematic. <laughs> yeah, to say totally. the least. I heard Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, I haven't read I watched a video, but I saw one pop up. The title is uh, Science is Going Extinct in America, which, uh, you know, sounds kind of depressing. <laughs> it's totally depressing. Um yeah, and uh, why are there uh, why are there religious holidays but no scientific holidays? Cause, I don't know. Because science always works. All oh, right, exactly. <laughs> I think you, you did that. I may have told that last, last week, day, but I I quite like it. So
1: uh, let's uh, so music. Moving on from music, or are we?
0: I'm I'm gonna have to try and and tap into some more stuff here, yeah. some more music, because yeah. I know there's a lot of amazing stuff out there. There is so much nice. amazing stuff. So yeah. what I've discovered... Hey, Sixto Rodriguez died a couple weeks ago. Who? Sixto Rodriguez. No idea who that is. Have you ever heard of Finding Rodriguez? No, is that like oh. Finding Waldo? No, so this, very quickly, there was there was a Netflix uh, show uh, a couple years ago. It might still be on there. It's a phenomenal story. So there's a fellow who is... Uh, this goes back to like, I'm going to say late sixties, early seventies. And he recorded a couple albums. um, Really good stuff. Like really, like we bought the records after we watched the the, the thing. And then he kind of just disappears, you know, like he just drops off the, the radar, but for some reason he becomes this massive star in South Africa. Okay. in people in South Africa, everybody knows this guy's albums. Everybody knows this guy. He's like, like, but nobody knows where he is for decades people there's all these rumors that he killed himself or that he was on drugs and he died and like he just disappeared so it's this major mystery right in South Africa where he's m- huge. Meanwhile, he's living like in in Detroit he's been working for thirty years like in construction, like he's had his shot, he thought you know, and I never hand out and I think he probably still plays at home, but like he's not in the music industry at all and just has no idea that in South Africa, he's like this mega star. And then finally somebody tracked it with the magic of the internet. Somebody finally did track him down and they realized this is the guy, right? So he did, they flew him to South Africa. He did a bunch of uh, concerts and there's like thousands of people are losing their mind about, It's Rodriguez. You know, he's not dead. He's still here. He's still playing. Amazing, right? So the the documentary was called Finding Rodriguez because that was really about these guys. I think they were South African DJs who once more technology said, we got to find out what happened to this guy. Like, did he actually die, disappear? Like, where is he? And then they find him. He's working concrete in in Detroit. (laughs) And he didn't believe them. So they fly and are like, like you're huge. Like everybody has your album. And well, the way that it happened to, like the rights had been assigned to some South African record label. So he wasn't even getting residuals or like they were just oh, wow. producing this album because well, it was popular. Well did uh, It's
1: amazing. Did I ever tell you this story of the this uh cantiflash, which was this uh terracotta statue I got from my grandparents? No. So so, um, my grandfather died and I flew, this was in the mid nineties. I okay. flew to, um, mid nineties. No, it was later than that it was the uh, mid, mid double O's. Mm. I went to Madeira, and they had, my aunt had kept some part of my grandfather and grandmother's estate. Yeah. yeah and yeah. one thing in particular that they kept was this statue and it was about, uh, I don't know, ten inches tall okay. terracotta statue called Kenti and I'm going like, who the hell is Kenti Oh, he's a comedian. He's a Spanish comedian. I'm going like, okay. And um, <laughs> and, and long story, I got this. They had saved this. This is a big deal. I'm travel I'm going around with my cousins. We just. We just uh, left my aunt, so probably not more than ten minutes. We went to this thing called Cabo Giron, which is this this cliff thing you're supposed to it's super. Early. Oh yeah. And, and as I'm getting out, um I pull my camera bag out and out flies Cunty Flash. <gasps> All right. He goes and he cracks and he's split in two. Oh no. And I'm going, Oh no. They're going they you know, they're gonna find out that I have it. so I ended up for the rest of that trip, I would I was taking Canty Flash and I was taking the bottom, the top half, which was still fine. And I was taking pictures of where I traveled with Canty Flash. And it's like one of these flat Sam or. So, whatever.
0: why did you have it? Because they wanted you to do well, this for well, No,
1: but I didn't know what the deal was with Canty Flash. So. <laughs> So I'm telling this friend of mine. Yeah, where is it now? Is it here in this room? No, no, it's oh, uh, okay. it's at home, I think. <laughs> and uh, but uh, but and I have the top and the bottom half, like it's split in two. Right. But um, but I'm telling this friend of mine who's Mexican. Oh yeah. And about this story, right? And he says, he says, cantiflish? you have cantiflesh like. Like, how do you know about Cantifles? So he's a mex He's not just Spanish. He's a Mexican. Mexican. Com- yeah. And apparently all Mexicans know this guy. Wow. He's like, um, he'd be like a Buddy Epstein or a Buddy Hackett or okay. one of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those yeah. kinds that of era black and of white sort of, comedians, right. all that stuff. This guy was super famous in Mexico and somehow he was also famous in right <laughs> but um i'd never heard of him but my, but spoke my mexican spanish friend, not, he's not Spanish portuguese yeah. so the thing about spanish is that in general portuguese people can generally understand okay. Spanish, but you can't it doesn't work the other way around <laughs> that's amazing yeah so if you're it's you're right. if you're spanish right you can't understand portuguese but if you're portuguese you can understand, understand spanish.
0: spanish isn't that interesting okay. wow
1: but you can't you can't
0: respond Right. So
1: they can't respond. So TV is fine. Yeah. So because uh but so yeah. So they learn a couple of keywords. No sé. <laughs> well, there's just words that are quite different, but they know what the Spanish word. No
0: are. hablo español.
1: Exactly. Well, sp- por favor. No hablo. Sí. Um anyway, uh what uh, what espanol? media are sí, you consuming sí. that's poquito. not music, right?
0: Uh well, I watched uh, episode five or six of Ahsoka oh, yeah. last night. Mm-hmm. The one where Thrawn comes back, Yeah. right? Uh, people are ridiculous. Because I'm on YouTube, again, and I haven't watched the thing, but like Screen Crush or whatever. And then there's all this pushback because it's the original. It's the actor.
1: It's the I think he's the
0: actor. brother of Mads Mickelson, isn't he? Well, we might... I think his all name right, is I... Mickelson. Anyways, he's the guy that did The Voice, right. I presume. And they're like, well, he's all fat and... Like, well, he's 70 he's in his 70s yeah it's like I thought he looked good I thought he looked good but yeah. they're like mm, he didn't look like he does in a cartoon really he doesn't look like a cartoon what the hell is wrong with you right <laughs> anyways I think like anything that people can complain about but I I'm 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 so sad that Ray Stevenson died because man he was good in this role he's really good uh, and uh well, I'm sure he's pretty sad he died too but <laughs> wow well, they definitely so um so it, I'm enjoying it. So I saw the finale. Oh, yeah. I haven't watched that yet. Is there only seven episodes? Eight. Eight. Okay. Eight. So I'm two to go. Two to go. Yeah. I'm uh, going to watch Rebels, I think. Yes. Uh, so so it has become
1: patently obvious. Now, Rebels isn't... Rebels is a lot more episodes and a lot of... You know, it's... Uh, I, I'm enjoying, to some extent, Rebels, but some of them are kind of plotting a lot. Oh, yeah. But, okay. uh, but it, it's, you know, it's a lot of episodes. But it is super obvious that Ahsoka is entirely a continuation of Rebels.
0: Yeah, that's what a lot of people have been right? saying. And, um, Were those flashback scenes from Clone Wars? Because they recreated the scenes in episode scene, five. There was one scene that they
1: recreated Oh, oh no! The those 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 were with young Ahsoka.
0: Yeah, when they're on the planet and the uh, yeah. they're, they're in that fight. Yeah. Somebody said that if you go back, it's almost it's a perfect recreation, but in 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 uh, live action. Um, <laughs> Again, people complaining. Apparently, there was a bunch of people complaining about how the uh, <clears throat> that stormtroopers. Well, they were not stormtroopers at the time, but whatever they were back in the original series, right? Yeah, they yeah. had a different helmet. So somebody was complaining that the CGI looked crappy. And then it's like, you know what? They they actually filmed that with real people in suits. It's actually not CGI. <laughs> Idiots. Well, It doesn't look real. Well, so no, these are actually real actors in suits. Well, and people are complaining
1: Morons. about how Ahsoka's tails or head tails yeah. aren't as pointy as they are in the the cartoon and I'm going really get a life,
0: man. Like, (laughs) like, was it, you was telling me that, that John Favreau. Yeah, it was you, right? Yeah. He's like continuity. Yeah. He
1: messes it messes it messes it on purpose. So
0: he'd have no patience for that. It's like, look, get into the story, follow the narrative, right? Stop worrying about. Wow. But, but Star Wars is all about that guy is a little bit taller than he was described, you know, in, in the novel shut up
1: <laughs> so if you're on episode
0: five like six six five six no six yeah. where, where are they so they just they're on the weird planet with the witches so they've they've, gotten, they've gone to the other galaxy uh yep and is ahsoka there no this okay. is before she's arrived so what's her name um, uh sabine 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 Wren has just reunited with uh ezra bridger ezra bridger and Balin skull skull and his shin whatever something are chasing after them. They've all just left the. the they're big... funny dog horses. Yeah, yeah. So that's where it ended. Um. Well, you know, with the rock people that are they look kind of like turtles, but they're they're <laughs> like rock like little snail. Yeah, or they're kind of funny. They're yeah.
1: really funny. Yeah, and uh, I have to say, so it's really good. Uh, Ezra Bridger and Sabine Wren. To a less extent, Ahsoka um, are two of the main characters in Rebels. Right. So you have, uh, and, and what, if if it isn't apparent, so Sabine Wren, Ahsoka. Uh, there is a guy named Zeb who showed up in the Mandalorian. Oh, and, is that the guy with like, the beard? You know, he's like this giant, like. Um, uh, animal-looking guy. Oh was, yeah, uh, yeah. So when when okay. they met with uh, Carson at the bar. Yeah. Okay. The so Mandalorian right. met. There's yeah. a guy Zeb. That Zeb. Ah. He's also super part of, of the Rebels. Okay. And um and Hera, who is the general. Yes. So she's like she. So Hera. She wasn't a general. No. At she, the time she becomes the general because she has a husband. He's a Jedi. Uh, no. The know father he's of her a... son. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, uh, that bit might be further along in Rebels. Okay. Okay. But but there yeah. is. So uh, her
0: son is the fa- son of a Jedi.
1: Yeah. So then that, fallen it's going to be. Dead. No, I think it's Jaden con uh, uh, So anyway, it's uh, yeah. It's, it's uh, anyway. Uh, the kid so
0: is force sensitive. So.
1: Sabine Wren, um,
0: uh, who is Mandalorian.
1: She is Mandalorian. yes. Yeah. So the and. Her armor isn't
0: as cool as the Mandalorian though. No. It's nowhere near. She's that. obviously not of the of the sect that have to keep their helmets on all the time either. No, that's true. Right.
1: Um, so, so she'd be
0: more like a, a Bo-Katan.
1: Bo-Katan, yeah. And, uh, but uh, so so those characters, uh, Hera, Sabine Wren, um, Ezra Bridger. Then there's this Jedi guy named Khan. Right. And uh, And Zeb. That's the and Chopper, Chopper. So you've seen Chopper the robot.
0: Oh, the little robot.
1: The little uh, nah. that that robot is a character. Is a strong character okay. that is totally. You can see it in the in in this a right. little bit. You see snippets of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah, you watch rebels, so again, if you're a Reb, people
0: who are fans of that, rebels are like, totally. this is awesome.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so I am enjoying it. They're doing a great yeah. job with um, with this, the 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 whole thing. Yeah.
0: So. Justified, I'm on to the last season now okay. of the original run, so I'll be watching the the 2023 short season. I uh, haven't started Loki yet, waiting for the kids. Didn't it just uh, jump tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, tomorrow. Yeah, okay. So that'll be... So we're recording we're gonna on watch a that Wednesday as a family. it's coming out on a Thursday. Uh, yeah, that's about it. I saw Equalizer 3 oh, a couple it weeks ago. It's awesome. Okay. If you like the Equalizer. I like the original Equalizer with Edward Woodward. Oh, I like, I've enjoyed the Denzel Washington. and This one is violence is even more brutal <laughs> yeah well if, we should if that can be
1: we should we should wrap it up um, yeah or else we'll
0: be here all day and yeah we got and, stuff to do
1: and uh
0: i was um money to be made i guess yeah, yeah. anyway all right ha- man have a great week see you next Sounds week Sounds good Take yep care. you too goodbye